0: with it declare that you want it now see yourself with it feel yourself with it give you thanks for it now whatever you want whatever you need whatever your heart's desire visualize yourself see yourself with it put yourself there with it now whatever you Welcome to the Infinite Weird Podcast. My name is Matthew Sherling and all the stuff I've been doing is on YouTube for the most part. So I don't want to completely let this audio version of the podcast die, but it's kind of turning into two different projects. And so anytime I feel like it would be more compatible for me to just do an audio podcast, then I come over here and... That's only a small sliver of the podcasts that I want to make, so most of them are conversations that I'm having with people, and you can find that on YouTube. Search Infinite Weird Podcast on YouTube, you'll find it. I have a whole playlist, um, nearly 50 or so, so I've been doing a lot. It's been fun, but one type of audio podcast that I'm still going to be releasing um, that I'm going to put on here rather than on YouTube is stories, you know, kind of what the, the podcast started as, it started as a way for me to tell stories about unusual experiences from my life, as well as talk to other people about unusual experiences from their life, you know, um, spiritual experiences, mystical experiences, paranormal, synchronistic, deja vu, telepathic, you know, anything, anything strange um alien stuff would love to talk to people who have had you know ufo sightings and that sort of thing but today i'm going to be telling you a story about having sleep paralysis in south georgia okay so both of my parents grew up in south georgia in a a rural area there's a small tiny little city in south georgia called sylvester that's where my dad grew up and my mom grew up 15 minutes into kind of the farmland just outside of that tiny little city. Um, so it's a, you know, it's a, I enjoy visiting uh, that town and I've been going there my whole life, you know, here and there. And my parents grew up there, moved away from there, lived in Texas Lived in New Orleans, lived in the suburbs of Atlanta, which is where I was born. And then they eventually moved back to South Georgia. And now, for the last chunk of years, they've been living in the house that my mom grew up in. Um, and it's been on a dirt road her whole life and my whole life. It's, it was still on a dirt road, but now, a couple years ago, they, they paved the road which felt really weird. I'm sure it felt doubly weird for my parents, but it felt super weird for me. Um, But, you know, I guess practically, logistically, it's better that it's paved because it doesn't, you know, flood and, like, there were weather conditions, you know, and, and that would affect the dirt road in negative ways. So, in... Probably 2007. I was down in South Georgia. And my cousin Scott, who's a a couple years, one or two years younger than me, he was always the cousin that I was closest with, you know, I guess, literally in age, but also the one that I felt most connected to. And like, we had a lot in common, and we would have a good time. And every time My family and I would go down to South Georgia. For the most part, I would, you know, call up Scott, my cousin, and go to his house. Or he would come over and we would just hang out. So, this time in 2007, I was down there and I was hanging out with Scott. Um, By this point, you know, I, like i would I was driving when I was young i I would just i obviously I couldn't drive so but at this point, when I would go down there, I would either take my car or take my parents' car, or whatever go to Scott's that sort of thing. so I drove back from Scott's house, you know he lived maybe i don't know seven miles away from this house um and so I had gone and hung out with him and drove back to um the house you know the house that my parents live in now. At that time, um, I think both of my grandparents had passed away, yeah, but um, the house just remained in the family because my mom's brother um, owned the house for for a lot of years, and then my parents got the house, bought the house from my uncle. Um, but anyways, in 2007, I drive back home, I drive back to the house, right, I drive back to that house, and it was probably midnight it was around midnight so I mean not super super late for me because I've always been somebody who stays up really late but for most people midnight is pretty late so anyways I get back to the house everybody's asleep which obviously, that makes sense of course um, everybody's asleep except my brother my brother was still up in the living room I think he was watching TV or reading or something and so when I walk into the house I, I The front door walks directly into the living room, so I walked in there, and I started talking to my brother, and my brother said that, you know, he had turned off the switch for the fan, the ceiling fan, but the fan had still been just moving, like, it it didn't ever stop. it, You know, after he turned it off, it never stopped. It wasn't moving fast. It was moving slow, and it just kept on going, and... You know, and so that was kind of weird and like I I lifted my hand up there and stopped the fan, you know, and then um put my hand back down and it still would just keep going. And obviously that could have just been some electrical mis- mishap or something. I don't know, misfiring or whatever. Who knows? Um but that same night so like I said this this house at that time it was on a dirt road it's in the middle of nowhere it really is like it's you know it's in some deep rural territory Um, and it's beautiful and it's mainly just all farmland and my grandfather you know had a bunch of farmland my uncle has a bunch of farmland so anyways this is in in the middle of nowhere in South Georgia and when my grandfather was in very late in his life after my grandmother passed away and he lived in that house by himself, he would talk about um, how he felt. I, I don't remember having conversations with him about this. I was young when he, when he passed away. Um, but he he would tell my mom and stuff that he felt like there was a family inside the house with him when he was old and, and, um, the, the years before he passed away. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe it was just a mental thing and he, he just was, um, not entirely mentally all, all present, or maybe there, there was some, something going on in the house, um, some paranormal situation and so he would tell stories about that i think you know my my brother um my brother experienced something then on the night that i'm that i'm telling you about here so i'll say that in a second but uh i guess there were several stories from several different people in the extended family about weird things you know ghost like things that um happened to them, or, you know, experiences that they had in that house that seemed strange. So it kind of always had that vibe, and it was a really, it's its a really old house, it was built in the early 1950s, so it's a really old house, fairly old, I mean, relatively, um, and so that night that, you know, the fan wouldn't stop going after the switch was off, that same night, my brother was sleeping in the the back, one of the back rooms um there's a few different bedrooms in the house and he and his his son Jack who was i think a baby at the time well yeah he had to be if this was 2007 2000 yeah 2007 2008 um my nephew Jack was born in 2007 so anyways Jack was a baby or you know what? Sorry. I don't think Jack was born yet, actually. So maybe it was early 2007 or something. Um so anyways, my brother was was in in the ro- in the back room, okay? I'll just say that. My brother was in the back room where he was sleeping, right? And he he says that that in the middle of the night, um he kind of just woke up and he saw this kid standing next to the bed and there were no kids in the house like no actual kids that we were with in the house but he he says that this kid was there next to the bed dressed in you know kind of really old clothing like early 1900s clothes and As far as I remember, my brother said that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't very scared. The kid didn't seem scared. They just kind of looked at each other for a while, you know, and, and maybe, maybe I'll get my brother on here to tell, tell his, tell the story sometime, but then apparently the boy kind of eventually just wasn't there anymore. Right. So my brother had that experience in that room, you know, kind of seeing this ghost, of a kid who knows what was going on there but that's what he saw um so that room has always had you know a mystique around it and every time i go down there to to stay for a weekend or whatever um that is actually the bedroom that i usually sleep in so i'm always halfway creeped out halfway chill about it, halfway almost curious about <laughs> what might happen in there. So, let's just keep in mind, that's the same house, same room that my brother saw, the the ghost kid. And I was sleeping there, it was probably in 2000, like, thirteen, fourteen 14-ish, something like that, right? I'm down there, I'm sleeping in that bedroom. And I always pull the cover over my head and put the cover like over my eyes and then leave a hole for my mouth to be able to breathe and I've done that for years and now actually I wear an eye mask so I don't do the pull the covers over my head as much these days it was mainly just like blocking out the Sun type of thing you know and so anyways I I already slept like that but I was you know really embracing that when I was in that room this particular night that i'm talking about in 2013 or 14 and so i have the the covers pulled over my head you know blocking out the light and it was dark in the room anyway i'm sleep i'm i'm sleeping and then i you know wake up or halfway wake up at least i felt like i was fully awake and i had sleep paralysis experience which this was not the first time I've had a sleep paralysis experience I've had several in my life but this was definitely the most intense and so I'm in that, that room and I feel entirely awake and as sleep paralysis experiences go my body could not be moved whatsoever I felt like I was covered in, in concrete, you know, like seriously, straight up covered in concrete, couldn't move as much as I wanted to. I felt like my consciousness was all there. My body could not move no matter how much I tried to move my my fingers or my toes, my feet, my, my head, anything, couldn't move anything. Okay, so I'm lying there and paralyzed. Well, simultaneously, as I'm paralyzed on the bed, there's this vicious dog that's to the right of the bed that was jumping up. It didn't jump onto the bed, but it was like scratching the bed next to it and like trying to jump up, I guess, but it, for some reason it couldn't, which is kind of weird. Um, But it was growling and barking and scratching the bed to the right of the bed. So, and there was no actual dog in this house that we brought to the house, right? So that was creepy and unpleasant. And not only that, while the dog was to the right of my bed doing that, there was a figure at the bottom of the bed, not on the bed, but standing at the foot of the bed. And I couldn't see the figure. I feel like maybe I I had a sense of the outline of the figure in the dark, but I couldn't see any other features. And this figure was lifting the bed really high, lifting the bottom of the bed, not the whole bed, but just lifting the bottom of the bed really high and then slamming it down on the floor. And this happened several times. Like five to ten times at least, if not more, lifted the bed, slammed it down. It felt extremely real. It felt like it was actually happening to the point where I remember consciously thinking, oh, everybody else in the house hears this happening. My parents hear this. My brother has to hear this. It was loud and it was really dramatic, you know, and the dog too. Like, The whole thing was extremely loud and crazy, and it was absolutely terrifying. You know, I'm somebody who I kind of like thrill, and I like really, really scary movies, and like, you know, I used, when I was young, I used to get scared pretty easily, but in my adult life, not so much, but this was the scariest thing that's ever happened, and I was terrified, and it was, it felt horrible to be honest with you and you know i'm not sure i can't remember exactly how it felt when this stopped happening like i don't know with sleep paralysis it's weird how it works how you finally come to and can move your body and then once you can once you come to and can move your body like all the weird stuff goes away you know and the the times i've had sleep paralysis something really bizarre is going on in the room usually and that's a common thing you know most people when they have a sleep paralysis experience they're simultaneously experiencing something you know either paranormal ish or at the very least just i guess the dream mind is still overlaid on top of the reality around you or something so it's it's who knows what's really going on but That was one of the weirdest experiences I've had and probably the scariest. I hope you enjoyed. Until next time, peace out.